0: Good morning. Good morning. It feels like the Lord has already had an encounter with us already this morning. We are so grateful to it. Thank you so much. Um, I would like for us to open the scripture in James chapter 1. We're going to jump right into the word this morning James chapter 1 we're going to read from verse 21 to verse 25 verse 21 to verse 25 if you're there say amen, amen. excellent I'm reading from the NIV version. It says, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not does not do what it says. It's like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Amen. Let us bow our heads and pray. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. Sure, Lord, we thank you for your presence with us this morning. Thank you for ministering to us, Lord, and just taking us with you this morning. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that as we share your word this morning, that you will speak into people's hearts, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We just read James chapter 1, and James, is, if you may know, is the half-brother of Jesus, And in this chapter, he's addressing the people in the congregation, and he's telling them about not only being hearers of the word, but also to become doers of the word. Now, the title for my message this morning is called, Obeying His Voice. Obeying His Voice. Why must we obey God's voice? Why is it so important that we are supposed to obey God's voice? If I were to ask you a question this morning, what is God saying to you? What is God saying to you? And what are you doing about it? Do you have an answer for that? What is God saying to you? And what are you doing about it? Because many a times we read in the word, God said over 3,600 times, God says, God said, God said, It keeps on saying, God speaks. Are we listening? Are we obeying His voice? Because if God speaks, there must be a response that comes from us when He speaks. What is God saying to you, and what are you doing about it? This is very important because if you know what He's saying, and you know what to do about it, I can tell you now, your life can never be the same. Your life cannot be stagnant because you know what He's saying. But why is it important that we must obey God? Why is it important that we must respond to Him? Why is it that important that we are to respond and say, God, here we are, we are responding to You? What happens if we don't respond to God. You're naughty. Is that what happens when we don't respond to God? Because it is key that we understand that when God speaks, it's not for His sake when He speaks to us. When God speaks and we are to obey, it's for our sake. And so James, in this chapter, he's addressing this issue. Of people who were hearing the word of God, but never obeying his word. Never responding to his voice. Is it just because God is God and is the maker of all humans and creation, we just have to submit and agree and obey? I would like to suggest that there's something bigger than that. I would like to suggest that God doesn't just necessarily want you to obey and take instructions like a robot. That's not His heart. Everything that God does is so that He can have a closer relationship with each one of us. It's so that our relationship with Him can be fruitful. It's so that we can get the best of what He has for us. I like to use this example, that if you were to drive out with your car this morning, and you decide, I'm going to Main Lane Mall, and you decide that just because you are the one who's able to decide what to do with these rules, you say, instead of keeping left, I will keep right. Tell me now, are you going to get to Main Lane? Main Lane becomes very far. (laughs) Because you're doing your own thing. You're not following the rules. And so there's a way that we work, or God wants to work with each one of us, and this He desires so that we can get to our destinations. We can get to the best of what He has for each and every one of us. So out of this passage of Scripture, to take it further than just obeying God, I would like to highlight four things. Four things I would like to highlight out of the Scripture that we just read. The first one is this. What happens when we obey God? Why must we obey Him? What is He saying to us, and what are we doing about it? These are potent questions. But the first one I would like to put out to you is this. Obedience to God's voice is an act of faith. Obedience to God's voice is an act of faith. Why is it, is it an act of faith? It's an act of faith because you have to respond to what you sense God is saying. It's not easy to do that because you want to be sure it's Him saying it to you. And so it takes faith to believe that God does speak, number one, to you, and that He exists and He wants the best for you. And so when you respond in faith, This is a big act because you are saying, God, I believe you are speaking to me. If God speaks and he desires for you to have faith in him because he spoke to you, then it requires you to have trust in him and not only that, but to also respond to him. You have to trust in him and respond to him. It is vital. It is important that you do that. Because obedience to his voice is an act of faith. I'm reminded of the story of a blind man in John chapter 9. Jesus approaches this man. The disciples were talking about him. Is his parents cursed? Is he cursed because he was born blind? And Jesus goes to this man... And the Bible says that Jesus mixes the ground with his saliva. And he mixes it and he mixes it. And then he picks up that bit of mud and then he puts it on the man's eyes. Can you imagine you are blind and someone comes and they mix and you can actually hear them going... Because you need that much spit to be able to mix up that ground to become enough mud. Isn't it? And then Jesus, the Bible says, he puts it on his eyes. And he says, go and wash at the pool of Siluam, which means sand. The Bible says that the blind man did as he was told. He got there, he washed and now he had eyes, he could see. Why? What? Why? Why did Jesus do that? He could have just easily said, open your eyes or touched him, and he could have easily seen, and it was gonna be easier for him to walk around and see. But because he was born with no eyes, this is me processing in my head. Jesus is God in flesh, we agree? The man is born with no eyes, we agree? Jesus being God and man being made out of the ground. He goes and he mixes the ground. It's as if he's making new eyes for him. And then he puts it on him. And he gains sight. Will that man, would he have ever been able to see? No, he wasn't going to be able to see. But because of he responded with an act of faith in what the God of the universe was doing for him, he got a new pair of eyes. Amen, hey? A new pair of eyes. Because because obedience to God's voice is an act of faith. It's an act of faith. We are to trust him and we are to respond to him. The blind man trusted that what Jesus was doing was fine, even though it looked like mockery in front of other people. But he got his eyesight. So obedience to God's voice is an act of faith. The second one, obedience to God's voice strengthens our relationship with him. Obedience to God's voice strengthens our relationship with him. Why does it strengthen our relationship with him? I want to put it out this morning before you. If you cannot live in obedience to God and His Word and His guidance, your life can never reach the potential and what He has put in you. Can never. You can never reach what God has for you if you do not respond in obedience to Him. You can never have a fulfilling relationship with God if you do not respond to His voice and His guidance towards you and your life. And so it is important that we can understand that it strengthens our relationship on two levels. On a personal level and as a church. On a personal level and as a church. This is very vital for us to understand. God's heart is that each and every one of us be strengthened in him. A pilot Was flying a plane and it was gray and he couldn't see, he couldn't, he wasn't sure how to land because he was a new pilot. He wasn't sure how to use the instruments in the plane to help him land this plane. And so he started getting panicky and he was nervous about landing. And so he started to communicate with the radio tower and a stern, strong voice came out of the speakers in in a plane, and the voice said this to him. Do not panic. Do not worry. You need to understand this. Do not panic. Do not worry. You must take care and take in the instructions. And if you take in the instructions, the obstructions will be moved away. You see, when we take God's instructions, worry leaves us. Doubt leaves us because we are responding to the instructions of the Most High God. And when we respond to His instructions, the obstructions are moved away because our eyes are on Him. This morning, where are your eyes? Whose instructions are you taking? Whose instructions are you taking? And so the word helps and it teaches us that obedience to God's voice strengthens our relationship with him. Even for us as a church, we are to respond in faith towards him. So we can be strengthened because we are taking instructions from him. And we are not allowing any obstructions because he's the one we are following. He's the one we are responding to. The third point is this. Obedience provides us with guidance through life's journeys. Obedience provides us with the guidance through life's journeys. Sometimes we have... The good times, isn't it? And sometimes we have challenging seasons. Things are not always straightforward. There's good times and there's challenging seasons. When it's good times, it's mostly easier to praise God, to thank God. But during the challenging seasons, when things don't go so well, it is very difficult for us to hear the Lord speaking to us. And so we must respond in faith again to say, God, in our challenging seasons, lead us, guide us, Lord. A story is written about Nelson Mandela and the former president Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, he woke up his daughter one day when Mandela was being released from jail, and they watched him coming out of jail and at that time, it was like three o'clock in the morning in America at that time and they were watching this scene. And Mandela is, is being told this story by Bill Clinton and they are meeting together and they are talking in a closed conversation and Bill Clinton says to Mandela, Mandela, I saw on the TV that your face as you were walking out it looked angry and you looked like someone with a lot of hatred inside of you. And I thought, but this is not Mandela that I know now. What was happening in your mind at that time when this took place? And Mandela responded in this conversation to Bill Clinton and he said, Bill, it's unfortunate that you saw that, but I can tell you what was going through my mind. I thought to myself, 27 years later, here I am, I'm walking out of jail, and I've lost my friends, I've lost my family, I've lost my youth, I've lost basically my life. And so anger and bitterness started brewing inside of me. And I think that's where you saw my face looking all angry. Mandela went on to tell him that, but something happened as I was walking out. There was an inner voice inside of me. The voice spoke so clearly. It said this to me. Mandela, this is 27 years later. You were in jail. And whilst you were in jail, you were a free man because you were in there for something you didn't do. There was nothing wrong that you did. You were in jail, but you were a free man. Don't allow what happened to you and what they did to you to make you a prisoner while you are actually a free man. Mandela said from that moment he chose to forgive. You see, when the voice of the Lord speaks to you to forgive someone and to let go of something, allow yourself to come to a place where you can forgive. Is there someone that you are holding an offense against? I would like to encourage you this morning. Forgive. 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 It's God's heart for you so that your personal relationship with Him can be strengthened. Amen. The fourth point I would like to highlight from this passage of Scripture is this. Obedience to God's voice enables us to be kingdom builders. Obedience to God's voice enables us to be kingdom builders. How do we become kingdom builders? It's only through the Holy Spirit that we are able to be kingdom builders. It's only through the Holy Spirit that we are able to bring change, to walk around with God's peace that surpasses all understanding. It's only through God's grace that in our homes, in our workplace, in the schools, in the varsity, wherever we find ourselves, these spaces are the places where God wants to enable you and I to bring His kingdom there. The question again this morning is, what is he saying to you? And what are you doing about it? Are you responding to his voice? Are you obeying his voice? His heart is that you would respond to him. Because through you, many can come to the knowledge of who he is. God's kingdom always unites and puts together. It never divides. These last few days and a week or so, we've been hearing voices that try to divide, but God's heart is to unite. A former reporter by the name of Peter Annette, Peter Annette, he was in Israel when the bomb went off, and a lot of people were killed, and a man came running in, and he had a child on his arms, and he came to Peter and he said, Please help, please help, because Peter was a reporter at that time. And he said, Peter, he didn't know the name, just said, please help, please help. And Peter says he looked at this, and he was so overwhelmed. And the man said to him, please help, this, this child needs to go to the hospital right now. But the Israeli have closed this area, and I can't go out because I'm not the press. I'm not a reporter, but they will allow you to go through so this child can be saved. Peter says that he got the child and this gentleman in the car, and as they were driving out, they allowed them to go through, and he was driving to hospital. On the way, the man was crying out, "Please be quick! He, she, we are losing her. We are losing her!" And Peter got to the hospital. The doctor took the child in, and a few moments later, the doctor walked out, very sad and looking down, and he said to Peter and this gentleman, "Sorry, we've lost the child." The gentleman started crying and he fell to the ground and he was overwhelmed with emotion. And Peter put his hand upon this man and he said to him, I'm so sorry, I can never know what you are feeling now because I've never lost a child. I'm so sorry that you lost your daughter. The man looked at Peter with tears in his eyes and he says, Sir, this wasn't my daughter. I'm an Israeli. The daughter is Palestinian. And when I saw the situation, I took her in because I wanted her to live. And so I took her in and this is what has happened. Now, this is exactly what Jesus did for each and every one of us. We were lost and without hope. Each one of us needed someone to come and take care of us. And Jesus, in his love for each one of us, he cut out and he broke down partitions, things that divided each one of us. Because he wanted us that in him we would be one family. A family under God. Not based on race or gender, but based on who he is and who he has called us to be, the children of God. And so whenever we hear voices that try to divide, let us remember God has called each one of us to be one family under the Lord Jesus. I would like to ask for the worship team to come up I wonder this morning, how is your response to God's voice? Are you reluctant to respond to Him? Is it difficult to respond to Him? God's heart is that when we respond to Him, our relationship with Him would grow. Our relationship with Him would make a difference in the world that calls out for him, that needs his hope. That we would know that in him, we belong. In him, we live, we move, and we have our being. We cannot live in a world where we are disobedient to God, his instructions, because we fall into sin, and we miss it totally. I would like to invite you to stand, please. I have a question this morning, and the question is, when God speaks to you, what do you hear Him saying? When God speaks to you, what do you hear him saying? I would like to give you this moment and just to say, Lord, what are you saying to me? Because that's what makes all the difference. In the verses that we we read earlier, it says that we would have a focus on the perfect law. And what is the perfect law? The perfect law is love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And God's heart is that in Him we would be found to be one because we hear His voice. And if you are struggling and you can't hear his voice, ask him this morning. His presence is here with us. Lord, help me. I would love to hear your voice. But help me to respond to you because of I would love to have this relationship with you. We cannot have a relationship with God if we do not respond to his voice, if we do not respond in obedience to him. And so, Father, I pray this morning, that for each and every one of us, that your voice wouldn't be something that is just on the sidelines, but it will be part of who we are, the desire to hear your voice speak to us. I pray, Lord, for everyone here, Lord, that for every obstruction, Lord, that those things would be moved off so they can hear you clearly, Lord. I pray their focus would be on you, Lord. Thank you that your heart is to heal, Lord. Your heart is to restore. Thank you, Lord, that your love is evident, Lord, and you want us to respond from a place of a relationship with you. Not a place of just a command, but a relationship with you. Knowing that you want the best, For us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I pray your blessing over each and every one. I speak, Lord, that your face will shine upon them, that you would give your people peace, Lord, that you would guide them in all they do that they will be successful in what they put their hands to because you are with them. I pray that their relationship with you, Lord, will go deeper and their relationship with you will be a fruit that's evident, Lord, in the world out there. I pray that they will be carriers of hope, that wherever they find themselves, they would be peacemakers because they know you. Thank you, Jesus, for each and every one this morning here. May we respond to your voice in obedience. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. There will be baptism and there will be shepherds, leaders praying here and the pastors. Please come. We would love to pray and stand with you. Thank you so much.